We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Lou, this was an elite night of NBA basketball, and we'll, we'll hit on all of it, but most important of all of them, the Golden State Warriors finally win a road playoff game this year. They beat the Sacramento Kings 123-116. How you doing, my man? All right. Best game of the season. Easily the best game of the season. The best Warriors game I have watched in a very long time, obviously since game six of the NBA Finals. Sam, I am doing great. I'm doing amazing. Dude, this was, you know what? Like, sometimes you watch playoff hoops, and because I'm a a cynic at heart, my first thought is like, why can't they play like this all year? (laughs) But, like, that doesn't even matter. That doesn't matter. Let's, Let's get into it. I feel like the first thing we have to talk about is Draymond Green coming off the bench? I I was surprised Steve brought him off the bench. I I felt confident he was going to do it in Game Four, but I kind of thought the way Game Four played out, it was like the perfect opportunity. It's like, all right, you come off the bench one game, and then we're back. Um, stuck with it. It does help the rotation. Mm-hmm. There's no way around that. And honestly, best Draymond game. I've seen in years overall. Um, and statistically, it's true. They said first time he scored 20 since Christmas 2019. Wow. I remember that Christmas 2019 game. That was the uh, you know, that was the tank year with uh, you know, Steph Broken Houston, hand. Houston, Houston. Yeah, and no, and, it. and it was the Harden and Westbrook Houston team. And uh, you know, it, that was a disgusting year, but for one night, they looked good. And Draymond was better than Harden and Russ that night. And tonight, my God, uh, I don't even know what to say. So my first thought, <laughs> them boys still got it, right? They still got it. Steph, not just Steph, Draymond Green and Clay Thompson still have it. And when you talk about Draymond specifically, to me, it wasn't 2019, dude. This was 2016-level Draymond. Now, he wasn't shooting. He wasn't making six threes like he did. But this was that level of Draymond. He he took it upon himself. When I saw him go right at Demonis Sabonis and get an and one in the first half, I said, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It feels like Draymond 
people love to talk about all the things he does poorly, but we are watching right now Dylan Brooks have a complete meltdown, complete meltdown on national TV because he tried to play the heel. Draymond Green plays the heel, comes out, delivers. Sam, delivers. Just like the Warriors. Every single series on the road, they deliver. It was a special performance by Draymond. Special. This is the most confident I've seen him offensively maybe since 2016. Like You're right. It felt like a 2016 performance. I, I know you meant defense and just like overall, like his hands were everywhere of the whole game, but like it, it sticks out in my mind. The, it doesn't look like the shoulders bothering him. Don't look like the backs bothering him. I'm, I know he's banged up and tired. But he just looked so confident in doing whatever he needed to do offensively. When he he only took two threes, which kind of surprised me. But then I realized he took a couple of mid range shots, which like he never does, right? Um, and it was mostly because you know it's just like he was making quick decisions. There wasn't the like catch the ball and like oh, I guess I got to shoot it. It was just like I'm open, I'm gonna take it, or. I'm open, I'm going to drive, or I'm open, and I'm going to go into a dribble handoff with Clay or something. Yep. yep. All that yep. sort of stuff, which is like the hallmark of when Draymond is completely locked in. Like he's not trying to smoke and mirrors you. He's just like, oh, you, you're not, you give me the shot. Let's I'm go. taking it. Let's yeah. go. Part of that is Sabonis' is absolute food on defense. Um, I was, I was a little surprised, uh, how aggressive and, uh, he was just, like you said, two second or half a second. Let's just make mm. a decision. I thought Steph was the opposite tonight. He was pretty poor with his decision-making kind of all over the place. Usually, you watch in game two, Steph and Draymond were both piss-poor decision-making, and then you end up losing that game, right? Um, tonight, because Draymond was so decisive, they end up pulling it out. Um, and d- by the way, we're not even talking about his defense. Did you see that Dirk Nowitzki one-legged fadeaway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that he do- <laughs> I was that's the one I'm thinking of where I was just like, um Come on, man. What is that? Dude, it was I mean we're opening on Draymond just because it's stuck in my mind. Um, and I'm just like trying to recap everything, but like every one of their core players played a great game tonight. Uh and we're gonna go through all of them. Like I, I just I, you know yep. we gotta start in some order. You know, obviously we gotta go to number five, the special one next. I'll ride with Loon. Forever. This is a this is a special man. It looks special one. That's good. Hey. hey. Really, uh, really is. How many players, how many players get 20 plus rebounds twice in a playoff series? Um, I'm sure someone will tweet out the stat, but willing to bet it's Dennis Rodman, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain. Maybe you throw in a, a little uh Moses Malone or something and and Looney. He is not just becoming a great rebounder. 22 mm-hmm. tonight. A couple of offensive assists. rebounds. That's what I was going to get to. Seven assists, right? He's getting GP2 at the rim. He's getting Wiggins. He's getting Draymond. He's playing kind of like Draymond where he's now he doesn't he's not as quick so he doesn't get to the front of the rim and force the the five that's playing deep in the paint to make a decision as quickly as Draymond but he is making all the right decisions in 4 on 3 and now everyone's always going to say 4 on 3 it's easy to make the right decision but you play on the Warriors you get so many opportunities to make these decisions i think Looney has done as good of a job as Draymond um, on the four on three, which is insane. And like you said, it is the right decision to bring Draymond off the bench against the Kings because you only need one big, especially when you have guys mm-hmm. around you that are rebounding. Um, I don't know, man. Looney is 
All I know is that the Kings were not thinking about Kavon Looney before the series. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. They are now. You know what I'm saying? Like Everybody always comes into a Warrior series and goes, oh, yeah, you can just take advantage of the Warriors. They're so small. You know what I mean? They're so small. All of a sudden, Kevon Looney has eight offensive rebounds, 22 total rebounds on you every other game, and you're like, what the? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Just yeah, totally yeah. neutralizes. I just insane and he actually one more thing one last thing i know i'm kind of ranting here at the end of the game the last eight minutes instead of falling back against fox in that mid-range kind of uh float game that fox had he came up he finally made the adjustment in game five and fox missed three of those in a row he i think he even blocked one so that type of iq is draymond s too this guy's make me so happy yeah i mean and, and my favorite thing about looney is how much he is the quintessential warriors player they drafted him. He was no way ready for the NBA. Then he starts having those hip surgeries. Yep. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, bust. You know, like no one thought he was going to be good after the, the hip surgery started coming the first couple of years there. And then he has a moment in the Houston series like, oh, he might be something. And then three, four years later, uh, cornerstone player and maybe the best rebounder in the NBA. And to your point, like, if it was that easy to make decisions off the short roll, if it was just screen and roll and do that stuff, a lot of guys would be, you know, in the NBA who just can't continue to flame out and do stuff. It's not that easy to do it, you know? I feel like you're yeah. subtweeting someone, but yes, sure. No, I, <laughs> I'm messing with yeah. you. I'm messing with you. Now, now I'm thinking about it, so that's <laughs> kind of funny. But, um, but like, yeah, I, in my mind, I'm just thinking about like, you know, how many bigs have the Warriors brought over the years? Damian Jones, McAdoo, oh. all these dudes, uh, you know, thou who will not be named number 33. And it's it, it just kind of, you know. I mean, even Festus Azili, who's on the postgame show, not that mm -hmm. type of player either. Festus mm -hmm. wouldn't make that type of play. Great rim runner, great vertical threat, much better than Looney. But Looney's just a much better player. I saw people tweet out that he should be getting paid a lot more from people that aren't Warriors fans. And I thought that was really cool. Not that it fucking matters uh, to Looney, but it's it's cool to see national recognition for Kevon Looney. I think uh, it's about damn time, Sam. It's about damn time. What Big a glue. What a great Big loon. By the way, if you want to ask a question, throw it in the chat. We'll we'll get to it. Uh, Muggs goes, Loon deserves a spot in the NBA top 75. Easily. Yes. Take AD off that list. Take AD off that list. Easy. By the dude, they put guys like Dame on that list ahead of Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. It just annoys me. Those dudes had nothing to prove, and they still want another one afterwards. It's just these lists are, you know. This season's going to end as we, every playoffs. Looney is one of three big men who can actually hang in the playoffs. You know, Warriors probably going to play the Lakers in the next round. AD is one of those three to four big men who can actually play in a playoff series. Yeah. Maybe not up to the level of his reputation, but he could definitely play. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Lakers preview will be fun at some point. And then, let's, let's, and, let's and then, and then, you know how it goes. You get to the offseason, people are listing dudes like, you know, Carl Anthony. Towns ahead of Looney, and I'm just like, come on, man. But, well, I, I think the the comp is is Rudy Gobert. I think is the best one. Mm -hmm. It's there's a lot of now. Speaking every, of disappointing Minnesota bigs, everybody <laughs> everybody knows now the fraudulent three defensive player of the year is Rudy Gobert. But you watch tonight's game, you watch Rudy Gobert. You're not going to seriously tell me that you'd rather have Rudy Gobert than Kevon Looney. Come on, man. Yeah. 
Eugene goes, the Draymond deflection and steal in the fourth was elite. Oh, I mean, you you are correct. 2016 Draymond was in effect tonight, and they needed it the whole way through. They did really need him to play at that level. Just phenomenal. Kings are like, oh, we're not making any open threes. It's a reason why Davion Mitchell shooting open threes, man. There's a reason why these guys are being left open. And also, they go down the wire there. It was only Malik Monk. I don't know what happened to De'Aaron Fox. Felt like Malik Monk was doing his version of Jordan Poole, right? He was like, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get mine. So maybe Darren's finger kind of was messing up a little bit. But um, just a lockdown defensive fight. That unit with, with Wiggins, Loon. Wiggins getting four rebounds. Wiggins, Loon, Draymond. And then you put Clay, who when he's locked in, is still a good defender. When he's locked yeah. in, he's still good. Um, and then Steph, that is a really, really, that is an elite defensive team. I don't have to even sugarcoat it. That is an elite defensive five unit closing out. They just need to get enough offense. And they did tonight. They got just enough offense at the end. Light years podcast kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoors adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection, insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. If you don't love them, you can also exchange for a new pair, return them, or you can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Light Years Podcast always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving our best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code LightYears for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. So let's talk De'Aaron Fox real quick here. Um, 42 minutes, nine for 25, 24 points. Over-under is at 24.5. Some people lost some money on that one. Anyway, <laughs> how, did you even, how did you even pull the 24 and a half out your... Wow, that's impressive. I, I may have been mulling the bet um with some friends in a, in a group chat ah, pregame so yeah, yeah, that's the only that's the only way you know i i think about how much money i'm saved by mobile betting not being a thing in california because these are exactly the moments where it's like yeah i'll pull money on that anyway that's I a different conversation. that stuff that's, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a different conversation um what i was gonna say is all right can we talk about it pregame the Kings, like, come on, Kings fans. I know it's your first playoff appearance in two decades, but you can't be that naive to think he wasn't going to play and there wasn't some sort of showmanship and, like, agenda with the media stuff. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, you know, I was I was texting, a um, like, a national TV reporter who was laughing because he was telling me, like, oh, you do know that most people who aren't super online – don't know that a lot of this reporting stuff is bullshit directly referencing Shams, right? Mm-hmm. Cause he was basically saying like, you know, that guy doesn't actually have a single idea that is his own. He just, he just repurposes what agents tell him. And I'm laughing because you and I are super online. Most people that listen to us are super. Online. But we also like know people. So that's yeah, yeah. But you know, but the majority <laughs> of people, the majority of people that are watching these games have no idea that when Shams tweets out that 
De'Aaron Fox is about to get his finger amputated and that he's doubtful. And then Woj tweets out that he's probably going to play six hours later. It was probably bullshit. Um, and it was gamesmanship. I actually don't blame the Kings for doing it. The thing no. I found most interesting is how come Mike Brown was super trying to play the game, but De'Aaron Fox came out right away and said, yeah, I'm going to play. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Kings fans running with it. Sam, as you said. I mean, it's been two decades since they've been in the playoffs. Warriors fans, what have Warriors fans been fighting? Who have Warriors fans been fighting for the last decade? Houston fans, Cleveland fans. Dude, Warriors, okay, Warriors, been, Warriors fans have been fighting the media. Let's be honest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah. I thought De'Aaron Fox played a good game. Honestly, um, started off adrenaline like you know he didn't hit shots at the end of the game. Uh, mostly in the second half. Finger probably bothered him, but part of me is also like, come on, man. That dude was shooting the ball in the first few games of the series. He's not a real shooter like that either, you know? So um, I, I still think he had a generally good game. I don't know. What were your thoughts on this game? Um, yeah. I mean, he's shooting fine. Um, he might have re-aggravated at the end. It looked like he was like holding his finger, but I mean, Andrew Wiggins is unbelievable. Defensively, I thought that GP2 was going to be the best defender on on, on De'Aaron Fox. I thought Dante was going to give good minutes on De'Aaron Fox. Um, Dante's been been absolutely terrible uh, defensively. But Andrew Wiggins' length has been a problem for De'Aaron Fox. Because De'Aaron Fox, as fast as he is, is not as quick twitch as someone like John Morant. John Morant yeah. is super, super, super quick. De'Aaron Fox is kind of actually herky-jerky, even though he's so fast. So he kind of plays more like a James Harden type. And that's perfect for Wiggins because Wiggins is super quick and he's super long with a seven-foot wingspan. So he get, he can get to those shots more often than not. Um, so I, I tweeted just elite defense by Andrew Wiggins. I feel like we don't talk about that enough. That was all time. And then the he hit a contested fadeaway like Draymond. I mean, those guys were <laughs> – hey, this is the thing about threes, right? You don't get them in the playoffs. You, you got to make the long twos. The Warriors did tonight. Look at this stat. Oh, my God. Read this out. Read this out. Warriors say Looney joins Wilt Chamberlain and Nate Thurmond as the only guys in Warrior history with multiple 20 rebound games in the same playoff series. Looney had 20 rebounds to go with four points and four assists. Um, no, that first off, he Dog. had seven assists. Dog. Just great player. Overall, excellent player. I mean, he's this is a playoff of Loon overall. Um Let's run down the line because we barely lead. So you're talking to yeah. Andrew Wiggins here. Yeah. Uh, I thought Wiggins played an excellent game. I think his defense was all over the place. I also think he he hit all the shots he needed to. He cut hard. He finished inside. I mean, he he basically was that slashing wing that completes this offense. We yep. know what Steph and Clay are going to do. Draymond and Looney are always going to be pass first players, even if Draymond was more aggressive tonight. You need that fifth guy on the floor to be someone who can both hit open jumpers and also finish at the rim. And Andrew Wiggins locked in is as good as anyone at doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just I you forget that he didn't play basketball for two months and he played 39 minutes tonight. Um and hit the shots that you said. He hit that corner three there. Mm -hmm. Um, he hit that mid-range jumper. He's probably the only guy on the team that can hit that shot. Um, Clay, by the way, Clay, we're going to talk about Clay here in a second, uh, hit one of those, but, um, he hit that shot that probably put the game away before Steph put the nail in the coffin at the end. So 
is this as good as the NBA Finals version of Andrew Wiggins? Is, is he as good as that version right now, do you think? I think he's getting there. I think the yeah. Kings also, they're, they're a tough team in their tough first matchup, but I will know he's there when we get to round two and he's LeBron, LeBron, and LeBron. Yeah. Like the, the, um, the matchup toughens like nothing, nothing against the Kings or anything, but it, you'll know when you get like the best version of Wiggins when he's playing against, well, well he's got LeBron, Kevin Durant, and then, uh, Tyrese Maxey. Uh, so you know it'll be. A, I'm I'm putting money on Boston coming out of the East. I feel yeah, v- even even with that choke job against Atlanta, I feel pretty good about them. Absolutely, they they have got to be the favorites to come out to win the championship right now. Anyway, whatever. Screw Boston. Let's keep going. Yeah. Um. Let's talk Stephen Clay real quick. Uh, Clay. Shot making absurd. I, I don't know how else to put it. He he just locked in playing as good as you can expect from Clay. I don't know. I'll, I'll kick it to you. Yeah. Um, 25 points. The only reason why he didn't have 35 points in his normal clay game, because he got in foul trouble, right? He only played 32 minutes. Mm-hmm. Usually plays about 39, which is what Wiggins played. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only reason. So I, I, he carried them in the beginning because Steph was all over the place this game, turning the ball over. Couldn't get a three-point shot. To go. By the way, Steph at 31. So, so just whatever. Uh, but clay put his imprint on the game, made the crazy shots that we're used to Clay making in big games. This is why when you talk about NBA top 75, and I think of someone like Damian Lillard, who's amazing, um, and why I'd rather have Clay Thompson and why I'd also have Clay Thompson rather than someone like Paul George is because you look at games like these, game five, on the road, best home crowd in the NBA, um, winner of this game probably wins the series, and Clay drops 25. <laughs> Five it's just the shit that he does that nobody else does. I'm a big stats guy. Everyone who listens to the show knows I am. You know I am. But at some point, got to factor the cones in. No, oh. and you got you got to factor in the moments and like who outside of like LeBron James and I don't know maybe Steph and a couple like who has had more just like. It's a big game. All the chips are on the table. It's time to come through. Then Clay Thompson, you know, like forget, like like it's it's hilarious to me. People are like, well, he's not better than this player. I'm like that player who's never played in a single big game in their life. Like, I, no no disrespect to him, but like, come on, man. Like, it's not the same thing to drop fifty in March as it is to drop forty in an elimination game in Oklahoma City. It's just not, you know. And and that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I'll throw honestly. I don't know how much you watched the 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 Bucks and the Heat. I'll throw Jimmy Butler a little in that category too. Where you know, there's a lot of players I think are a little more talented than him. <laughs> but if you're telling me we're in a playoff series, I'm taking him above a few of them. You know, he just outplayed Giannis yeah. in two straight games. Giannis, who is. Not unanimously the best player, but if you ask 100 people who the best player in the NBA is, 72 of them will pick Giannis. Jimmy Butler just outdueled him head-to-head, both at home and on the road. <laughs> so, yeah, Jimmy Butler, yeah, that guy's a top 10 player in the postseason. Klay Thompson, that guy's a top 15, top 20 player in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have eight more guys than Klay Thompson on your team in an elimination game? I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't. I've watched Clay too many times save this Warriors team from hell, <laughs> right? From elimination. Seen it too many times. The last time I've seen a team defeat Clay Thompson in the playoffs with him on the floor was yeah. the 2016 finals. And Steph was on one leg, you know? So that's literally it, you know? 2019, look, man. Every every day this team goes on, I just convince myself more and more they win that series if he doesn't get hurt. You know, like you know that that, and that's really really comes down to it. he got hurt. They missed a couple of playoffs. He comes back. They win another title. Yep. And right. right now, as far as I'm concerned, until I see someone beat them, you know, they're they're working four straight in my mind. Right, like that sort of thing. Right. <laughs> By the way, Joey Lightyear's chiming in here saying not enough moves, moody minutes. Joey, we'll get to Moses later. I can't disagree. I can't disagree <laughs> with Joey. Joey's spitting. Let's, let's talk Steph real quick and then some, yeah. some other stuff here. Uh, I thought – so the first thing that jumps out to me with Steph is he played as many minutes as De'Aaron Fox. Um, and, and that was the biggest thing because in the first half when Steph hit the bench, <laughs> Kings just put, what, 8-0 run on the Warriors, something like that. And, um, you know, even when he's mediocre – for for Steph standards, uh, his sheer presence is a W for the team, right? Um, they worked into the game, and you know they went on the run. Uh, it's hilarious. Steph goes twelve for 25, 31 points, eight assists, and we're like, mm, not that good a game. It's a yeah. great game. For <laughs> great game for your James Harden's of the world. Can you imagine what Chris Paul gets talked about if he had this game? So I'm with you. It, it, it just because it felt like such a balanced Warriors attack, it didn't feel like a Steph game. But like that's the standards you hold him to, right? Like he's the only guy who can go thirty-one and eight, and you're like, hmm, he's okay. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I think this is how good Steph is now. Um, listen to Bill Simmons talk about: Is this the best version of Steph Curry? We've had this conversation twenty times mm-hmm. in the past six months, mm-hmm. um, and he said it is. Um, you can argue whether that's right or not, but let me tell you something, dude. The old version of Steph Curry, Steph has a bad shooting game every series. We know this. Every series, he goes out there and he shoots like fucking shit. He throws the ball around, five turnovers he had tonight. No a, two, a two for 10 three-point game, which is what he had tonight. Absurd. Yeah, Just mm-hmm. didn't shoot the ball for the first six minutes, gets taken mm-hmm. out, comes back in, banks in a three. By the way, banks in a three. So one of his three shouldn't even count it. One for 10. Um, but this is how good he's now. He went 12 for 25, meaning that he went, 10 for 15 shooting twos and still and six free throws still had 31 points made the game clinching and one layup uh probably should have been a double dribble but i just think that edit that out tim yeah take that out uh (laughs) i just think that this version of steph is so much better so much smarter he knows that if that three isn't going i'm just going to go to the rim and also by the way i mean your point on they took him out and immediately went minus seven. Sometimes Steph doing cardio is fine. Just gonna get other guys open. He's just and, gonna get pull open. He's just gonna get clay open. It's fine. And so I don't want to be Mr. Negative, but like I kind of think this is how it's gonna have to go the rest of the way in the playoffs. Because if there's one non-optimistic take to take from this game, it's six player rotation. He's tired. You know, like they they don't have guys to fall on so he has to find ways to be on the court and conserve energy it's like it's it's like the same thing we'd make fun of lebron about a little bit right oh. um and and he's not as um 
docile. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Le- LeBron didn't even play tonight, the first half, by the way, and the last game. Dude was signing autographs in uniform. <laughs> it, was, it was honestly, I, I was just like, but you can't, but he's 38. Steph is 35. Yeah, and, and, and that's the reality. Like, they, we're going to get, we're going to do some offseason reckoning. Um, and, and I'm kind of disappointed with, with Kuminga, who's out of the rotation. He's correctly out of the rotation because, uh, he was terrible in the first part of the series. We got minutes. Uh, but you know, like you start taking guys out of the rotation, all of a sudden you're down to six or seven guys. All of a sudden, the 35 year old, uh, generational player has to play 42 minutes a game. And he has to find ways to still have legs in the fourth quarter yes. while doing that. And that's the thing that's noticeable in this. So when he doesn't touch the ball in the first six minutes of the game and he lets Jordan Poole initiate the offense and he just kind of like, you know, runs off a, a brush screen on the side, takes a couple defenders and just kind of like, you know, hopes that they generate good offense that way. That's him impacting the game with the least amount of energy possible. So he has legs in the fourth quarter to get, you know, that that and one, that extra layup that they need to close a game. And that's probably how it's going to have to be the rest of the way. It, it is. It is because that's the only way he can do it. If he if he's going to play 42, which he has to, um, this is an NBA Finals rotation. This is the rotation that the Warriors had against Boston. And this is the rotation that they have to have against Sac because they were down 2-0. Mm-hmm. Down 0-2. So this is just how it's going to be unless they go up. If they go up against the Lakers or, or whatever, 2-0, they win the first two home games. I assure you Steve Kerr is going to play him 37 minutes. Game mm-hmm. three on the road at Staples and, and, and Warriors Twitter, including Steve- myself, is going to kill someone. He played 37 minutes in game one. Steve said, Steve said he wanted to play him 38 minutes. Um. Yeah, I'm sure he's he probably did. right. I'm, I'm sure I mean, he's he probably did. Yeah. right. Right? He like 38 <laughs> is probably right. The right amount of minutes for Steph. Um, That's one thing, and and I want to call this out right now. If the Warriors can close Friday night in San Francisco, they're still gonna play game one and game two on one day's rest, most likely. You know, when is in that first th- game? Sunday. Assuming the Lakers. Cl- okay, let me put it this way. If the Warriors and Lakers both close on Friday, game one is Sunday. Really? And, and then game two is Tuesday, but then they do not play game three until Saturday. So they they pick up a nice rest that way. By the way, in, yeah. Go. In the event that either team goes to seven games, game seven's obviously Sunday, right? And then game one would be month would be Tuesday. And game three would be, or game two would be Thursday. This all makes much more sense on paper. And I no, no, it makes it makes a lot <laughs> of sense to me. And my overarching thought is this: if both series ends tonight, or excuse me, uh, Friday night, Friday night, um, mm-hmm. these are two tired goats playing on on Sunday. <laughs> Steph and LeBron are going to be two tired dudes. Uh, playing on Sunday. Wow, I had no idea that. Yeah, I mean, they're going to, like, the, the, the cliff notes is they're going to rush game one and two to get the um, the primetime national TV slots, but then they get a major break before game three. So those guys are going to probably be gassed in game two, but then they get four days off before game three. Um, 
and that's where I think the series would really start. But yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's yeah, let's let's wait till they you know let's get the Warriors to win Game Six. We got a we got we got a Draymond quote here. This okay. is how you know he's feeling himself uh, from front of the show. Shannon Rubin. Oh boy, they calling him Draymond Nowitzki after that fadeaway yeah. from Steve Kerr. Yeah, they're back. Yeah, Love they're it. Back. The vibes the vibes are good right now. Um, that might be. I've never seen Draymond do that shot before. I don't know if I really want to see him do it again. I'm not honest with you. I need it again. I, <laughs> I need it again. I like that shot. I shoot that shot. You shoot that shot. Um, do you <laughs> think what do you think the adjustment was? Because Chris Haynes reported, I guess, before the um before the game started that the Warriors had figured out something. They always say that, by the way. The Warriors always say that. They always say, We figured out something. Usually they say that about game four, game five. Either they're down a game and they win it to tie it, right? Or they go mm. up a game. They usually say that. Or they win a road game, they usually go, oh, we figured something out. Do you what do you think? Do you think they're do you think they figured something out? Or or I mean, to me, they just attacked Sabonis, ran a little more pick and roll, and were a little more direct. And uh, and I'm sitting here going, You needed four games to get there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, figured, did he figure that out in game five, game four to run more? Um I think I think it's as much just like finding comfort level in reintegrating Wiggins and figuring out the rotation, taking Kuminga out of the rotation, a few things like that. Like um, they, they figured out who they wanted to go with. Like, I mean, there, there were minutes in the first few games where you're like, okay, that's probably not going to work. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I didn't really see anything crazily different. I thought they maybe left some guys yeah, it, more wide open, but that's kind of usually their game plan. But yeah, I mean, Wiggins is just so much better day and night from what he was in game one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so much. I mean, that's your second. Shit, I, Draymond's your second best player right now. But like, that's your the Warriors. We talk about it so much. Steph is a top three player in the NBA, top two, top one player, and then everybody else the Warriors have is like in the twenty-two to thirty-six range of players in the NBA. Right? Um, they have three of those guys though. So uh, all those guys showed up tonight. All those guys, uh, Draymond, Clay, and, and Wiggs. Agreed. Okay. And Loon, and Loon, and Loon, and Loon. Lightyear's podcast kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoors adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection, insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. If you don't love them, you can also exchange for a new pair, return them, or you can return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Light Years Podcast always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving our best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code LightYears for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. We got some goons who want to oh, call in, right. so I think it's time we move forward. Yes. I, think I appreciate everyone who's waited. We're getting to every one of you, so, you know, let's go forward with it. We're going to start batting lead off. 
hitting 195 on the season. Mike Mikas. 195? I, I think Brandon Nimmo's like uh, like 320 right now, besides I'm not like MAGA. But how, how, that, how like, are the uh, – my Giants are on a five-game winning streak by that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Right. Oh, cheers, Here we go. boys. Here we go. Cheers, fucking A. I do want to start off because you, you mentioned it for a second, Sam. I do. Uh, why does the NBA hate their fans and hate their products? Because there was an unbelievable fucking game going on, uh, you know, for the East Coast fans. And Jimmy Butler was putting on a master class. And I had to have a computer open and watching that bullshit on the other as I'm trying to, like, watch the Warriors blow a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter. I'm like telling Meredith, I'm like, no, 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 Jimmy Butler's going off. We got it. And, you know, trying to go back and forth and then close the laptop. It's a four point game. Jimmy wins it in overtime. I didn't even see what happened. So really annoying, but that dude is the playoff, uh, fucking, He's, he's, it might be top top three, four playoff guy. I might have say. I might have texted Andy that if I could put one player on the Warriors, you know, it's Jimmy Butler. Like, oh screw, yeah, screw, Jimmy, screw everyone. It's Giannis, I don't need him. Jokic, go away. I just want I want Jimmy. He fits in. He's basically like Clay and Draymond combined into one human. <laughs> Jim Jimmy is my favorite non Warrior, so I would I would I would love to have him here instantly. And you know, I would have said send him out for two way wigs, but two way wigs kind of kind of looking nice. <laughs> after the, these last couple of games. He's kind of looking like playoff wigs. But I will say, you know, I saw a lot of slander. Steve Kerr, the game started off. Steph had, like, not a shot in the first nine minutes. Rotations were stupid. Steve Kerr now 6-0 and in a game five when the Warriors are wow. 2-2 going into a game five. He has never lost wow. a game five when the Warriors are tied 2-2. So fun little Steve stat. Uh, we'll say I would, I would give the guy 33 for four years, and I wouldn't even blink if he asked for it because, I mean – it's it's Draymond Green. I gotta ask: Is Kavon Looney? He he's averaging in wins right now, seventeen and a half rebounds and seven and a half assists on one point five turnovers a game in the Warriors' wins. Magic Johnson is he, is he the greatest Warriors role player of the dynasty? Like, is it Iguodala? Is it is it Mo Buckets? Is it Sean Livingston? I We're not counting Loon. Iguodala. And, well, well, okay, okay. Are we counting Loon? Is the question. But like, is he the goat role player? And then uh, last question. Who's going to be the star of Game Six, and why is it going to be Clay Thompson? He kind of started going off a little early, and I was like, "Save some of that." Are we getting a vintage Game Six Clay at home hitting nine threes? You know, just burying them like a, an eighteen point win. I did tell you guys last pot. I said it's going to be a close, tight win, and then Game Six is going to—they're going to like blow yeah, them out. It's going to be. A I did. I, is, it, is it a Clay game? Wait, wait, wait! Please. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on! One question. One question. Oh. Oh. I had the one question for him. Uh, one bring question. him up here. You go. Bring yeah, him back. Right, the one question: How long did it take you to do the beard? Because I know, I know, I see it. it looks good. It looks good. <laughs> we got, we got, we got a cue, bro. <laughs> I can't dude, do it, I'm dude. I, uh, you know, I, I, I how come you never ask me, bro? <laughs> I, I, you know, I trim it. I trim it probably every like five or six days, but I can probably grow this in about uh, eight or nine. Eight or nine is probably what, what we're looking at. So, you know, I, all right, I, all right. That was my question. I love um, it, man. To to Mikas's point, I do. I, I'm betting the over on whatever Clay Thompson's line is on Sunday, or sorry, Friday for for Game Six. That is my that is my prediction for him right there. And then is Looney the goat role player? Hmm. So I, he, he it really depends. It really depends if you define uh, Iguodala as a role player. To me, if you're uh, if you've been an all star, you're not a role player. Um, 
But if you count him, he's number one. So let's take him off the table. So here are two other names I'd throw at you um, mm-hmm. that I think are at his level. One, the comments are killing me. You guys blew it. Uh, as in, you guys already know what I'm going to say. Sean Livingston, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Bogut. Those are, I think, the other two role players that are as good as Kevon Looney. Would you rather, who's better? Is it Kevon Looney, Andrew Bogut, Sean Livingston, Samuel? I might argue Looney is going to end up superseding those guys um, because of the longevity factor. But if you asked me to put it in a rankings, I'm probably going to go Bogut because um, Draymond wasn't full Draymond year one. Bogut was the guy who kind of taught him how to do a bunch of stuff and laid the foundation. And then Sean, number two, just because he's just been a key role player for the entire run. Uh, But Loon's coming. Loon Loon might hop number one within a year's time. Yeah, I I think it's Bogut, Loon, and then Livingston. And and I'm with you on the the, the difference is that Kevon Looney, I've seen him close uh, championship playoff games. Andrew Bogut was taken off. And now part of it is because Andrew Bogut, that death lineup was a lot better. If the Warriors had 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 that version of yeah right like there are there like the Warriors are kind of like in a in a matchup closing lineup now where they can either go with Looney to close or they can go with a small ball and throw GP2 in there to close right tonight Mm -hmm. they went with Looney to close uh Andrew Bogut was always like uh I think he was getting into that Zaza range at the end there where it was just all right you get him off the court uh when it matters but I don't know man Andrew Bogut like you said when Andrew Bogut was on this team, I saw him guard like late prime Tim Duncan, did a great job on him. You know what I mean? Like that that guy was a baller. It was only seven or eight years ago, and it still feels like the type of basketball played is so much different. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of wild. Bogut can still play into today's game, though. I, I he, think. Of course. 100 percent Um I loved Bogut. And I do think one of the more underrated Bogut performances was game five when they were down 3-1 against OKC. He had like 15 and 15. Oh, wow. In game five. Definitely like they reestablished themselves staying big. And he was, you know, he was like the dude who he he outplayed um, Steven Adams and, and Serge Ibaka when they'd have, you know, they kind of eat the words alive. Like, let's be honest, right? By the, by the way, that was when the Warriors reestablished themselves against Memphis when Kevon Looney went up against Steven Adams. So there is a little par- little parallel there. Those mm-hmm. guys. Uh, the- 14, sorry, 14 rebounds, which is, you know, pale in comparison to Loon with his 25 a game now. Did you um, pull the 15-14 on the, off the top of your head? Correct. Wow. He had fi- wow. 15-15. He had 15-14. So- you just... You just- just out of nowhere, OKC game five at home. I remember the Warriors dragged that one out, but you just remember Bogut at 15 foot. That is yeah. Jesus. That's they, say that, they say that you might not be a Warriors hardcore fan, Sam, because you know, <laughs> that is impressive. That is impressive. Bro, you know, you know, you don't even uh, want to get into what's in my head right now. Anyway, um, let's keep moving. Let's get to my guy Tachyon. What's up, bro? Yo, so I got a few things. I was told. That the Kings have the greatest offense in NBA history. <laughs> I was told that they can shoot from everywhere on the court, and all I see is forward from Maryland, Kevin Herter, shooting sub 20% from three. I was told 
fake MVP vote getter Sabonis was going to kill Loon. Especially from that one lockdown Kings fan who supposedly covered the Warriors in the finals and forgot Loon was a impact big in those playoffs. And what is he doing? 20 rebounds, 9 assists on the regular. What are you doing, bro? Like, do your freaking job, bro. I was told by all these Kings media people saying that the Warriors are freaking Karens. And all I was saying on Twitter that Draymond's going to be freaking dirty and try to whack Fox's hand. Keep in mind, Fox, I support you. You're a great person for trying to get away with all the bullshit that was happening behind the scenes right away. You're my guy now. But everyone on the Kings media people, shame on you. Shame on you for downing this team, man. You didn't do your freaking research, bro. You thought that we we're going to be like the cast trying to kill Fox's daughter or something like that. Keep in mind, if you're actually doing that, shame on you. You should go to you should go to hell. Whatever. Damn. You thought we're oh my god, bro. Kings media were freaking Karens, bro. Like they didn't do their research. It's their first playoff series in like 16 years. I get it. Like also, if you want to come for the king, best not miss. And I never want to hear people try to say Sabonis is the best player in this series. Like, Fox, maybe. But you freaking thought that Sabonis, freaking child, was better than Steph. Top 10 player of all time. Like, come on, bro. Be freaking for real, bro. Uh, I, Natasha, I appreciate that. That's a necessary. I feel like that was necessary because Andy and I have probably been nice ignoring it a little bit too much here. Someone had to. <laughs> well, this is the energy we need. This this is what the this light year amateur is about. Amateur hour the entire sure. way. Keep in mind the players are fine. Meeting people, like, come on, do your job to be freaking for real, bro. Like <laughs> they're keep the players are keeping it at basketball, bro. Keep it at basketball. Stop with the BS, man. Yeah. I don't want to see people try to say the Kings are like move the needle when we know that we have 10 years of data that Steph Clay and Draymond moved the needle. Like, come on, bro. Absolutely. I appreciate you calling in, bro. First off, want to shout out that that energy right there, by the way, is why we uh why we do the Light Years podcast. It makes me very happy when uh <laughs> people are, are coming in calling that passionate. Uh so Sacramento Media has been pretty I know we talked about this earlier. Um not as bad as Memphis last year. Would you agree? But oh, you might disagree. I maybe maybe my memory is evading me. I just don't feel like it was as noticeable to me. But really, know. really, okay. I thought Memphis was worse. They they were getting. I thought the Memphis the Memphis players were and and like Taylor Jenkins like on a different stratosphere of worse. Yeah. But I don't particularly remember their local media being uh, as bad. Yeah, maybe okay. maybe it's because the Kings players don't talk. Like you don't see like Harrison Barnes pulling some like. Dylan Brooks stuff, you know, that like it, it was uh uh there the Kings media is more noticeable to me. Darren Fox might be the most likable player that the Warriors have gone against in what how long? <laughs> I don't even know. Uh he is just a uh Darren Fox is gonna be a special dude, special player. Um I uh-huh. think he's I think he's better than John Morant. But yeah, let's keep it moving. Next person up. Ishan, what's up, man? Sure. Hey guys, what's up? Um I was uh I, that game was a big um roller coaster for me like I I hate road games. I just I just don't like them. The vibes are just not as fun as being in chase. And like Wait, you I were was, there? 
No, 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 okay, no, no. I was gonna say. Okay. No, I hate like watching road game, like like on TV. Like oh, I hate you gotta you gotta love the pre- you gotta love the stress. I know, and like I was so nervous the whole day, and I was like, I saw like this one like piece on like ninety five seven the game where they were like, what what gives you like the idea that this team is gonna actually pull it out on the road if they and like they were like and it, it made me super like nervous and honestly I didn't even tune in for the first quarter and I'm kind of glad I didn't after reading all the tweets about like the Kings going like eight for twelve from three I think I would have passed out <laughs> if that if I watched that. And um, I, I just like throughout that game, I honestly, I wonder, I wanted to ask you guys like in the fourth quarter, if you guys thought that they were going to give it up when it was like a one point game and Malik Monk was doing his thing and it was giving me a little bit of flashbacks to game one, kind of wondered if you, what you guys thought on that. And then um, I also wanted to remind you guys about Memphis where like um, GP2 got clubbed in the head by Dylan Brooks and then Jordan Poole came to help him and they tried to get Jordan Poole suspended for that. I think like that really made me mad and that was like the epitome of that series that just that was the worst series since Houston I think for me um this series is just annoying in the fact that NorCal like um rivalry but Memphis was so much worse and I'm just tired of the whole arrest arrest Draymond shit every series like I just the whole Draymond shirts and the booing I just uh, I want to go through one peaceful series and if we get past this one the next one is going to be even worse and i I just that one's going to probably be the worst one (laughs) if the warriors do end up playing the lakers which like i mean i think it's going to happen but just got to call it like technically we don't know um the toxicity andy andy andy's gonna have to check me and tell me to log off a few times have you guys noticed? Have you guys noticed one thing about like the whole Dylan Brooks thing, where it's like Dylan Brooks has been messing with us for like years, and like people are kind of like, he he ha ha, that's funny, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is better than Draymond. Dylan Brooks does this. He owns real estate in Clay's head, and then when he does it to LeBron, everybody well, suddenly like just hates him. And like Dylan I don't Brooks, know, like, he made a mistake though. He he, I should have actually. I did talk about this earlier, bro. He called out one of the greatest players of all time. Like it directly out in media and then fucking no showed the next game. Go home and stay home. I get it. Like he was, by the way, he broke GP2's elbow. So I know we heard about that a lot too. Um, and you saw that he was rattled uh, the game after. But yeah, I, you know, you know, I'm not a LeBron guy. You know what I mean? Like I'd love to see Memphis go win that thing in seven. That's how much yeah, I don't care about him. Sure. But Dylan Brooks, that's embarrassing, dude. Like, you can't just talk all that talk. Like, Draymond talks all that talk, and you know what he did? He came out tonight, it hit a dark fadeaway to clinch the game. And you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's that's Draymond, man. Like, he gets suspended in the finals. Maybe, and then maybe, back I'm, just, and maybe I'm just letting Twitter comments like get me. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, I also think we're just, we're just used to, to, to Andy's point, we're used to Draymond to who talks. Sometimes it's really annoying. Um. But you know when the games matter? I've never seen Draymond not show up when the nice. games matter. Whether yeah. they win or lose, like sometimes, sometimes, you know, things don't always go your way. But like I've never seen, I've never walked away from a game being like, dude, he he just completely melted down and no showed yep. the whole way. Yep. Um yeah. and yeah. You've never you've never said that about Steph, Draymond, or Clay, by the way. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. And to your, yeah. and to your to your point, like it's um, it is funny to see people like, oh, Dylan Brooks said this. It's like, bro, he's been doing 
he's been calling out players he shouldn't call out for like a couple of years now. And yeah. every time it's never worked out for him. That's the thing. Like, this is like, like when has it, when has it worked? When, who has he called out that like, you're like, and he got him. It's, it's never happened. He got him. D'Lo, D'Lo, I think. I think he really <laughs> messed up D'Lo in the first that is, that is That's kind game. of his tier. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's correct. All right. <laughs> did you did your guys' confidence waver at all during this game is what I my, my first question was? Ooh, it's a great question. I, okay, I'll go first. I felt I, my confidence – okay, first half, yes. When they went on that run in the third quarter, I felt very confident they are going to win the game. Even when Malik Monk started going off in the fourth quarter, I'm like, they're not losing. I've seen this look on this team. Um, and maybe maybe it's foolish. Maybe it was the combo of double screening the Bucks and the Heat and seeing Jimmy Butler do his thing. Um, and just the virtue of having it didn't let me like get too much into my own head. Um, uh, which is like at least like some percentage of a contributing factor. But like, yeah, I was pretty confident watching it down the stretch after the run. Um, I'm going to go yes and no. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> confident that they win in the first quarter because the Kings made nine, eight threes and they were down three. And I was like, yeah, this is a Warriors win. And then the Warriors went up 12 and I was like, cool. This is a, you know, this is Steph's going to hit a pit a back breaking three here. And he never did. And then all of a sudden yeah. the Warriors are choking and, and it's a one point game with three minutes left. And I'm like, oh, these are the regular season Warriors that I've watched all season. They're going to lose this <laughs> game. So I'm going yes or no. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going yes and no. Um, that's a good Last question, thing, which is crazy. Yeah, money, yeah, yeah. money 23 green and Jimmy Butler are the best playoff risers I've seen. Yes. <laughs> I, I agree. There, there's a, uh, Ishan, appreciate you calling in. There is like a, um, like they're different players, but there's like a, if you like Draymond, you can't dislike Jimmy. Like there's a certain level of fuck you that they both have. That's, oh, yeah. perfect way to put it. By the way, from <laughs> Blueface in the comments, he said, we feed off toxicity, me and Andy. By the way, <laughs> yes, that is correct. I do feed off toxicity. I have become that person. All right, Christian, let's go. What's Christian, up, what's up, bro? Yo, what's going on, guys? Hey, first time caller, long time listener. Appreciate uh, it. Usually, I'm a little little tipsy at the end of the game, so don't don't want to make my way into the. Uh, you know, no, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll edit it hey, out if it's bad. Let me tell you, first, first thing, <laughs> my blood pressure way higher i need to go see a doctor after these playoffs let me tell you um but a couple things i wanted to talk about one of the things you guys had mentioned earlier on was that how the warriors tend to say hey we figured these things out you know after you know game usually around game three or four they tend to put those up tied down one up one whatever it may be and i think they did first quarter if you really saw, they they left Davion Mitchell open for the three. They were giving De'Aaron Fox the step backs. They were letting their kind of role players. They wanted to see if their role players could beat beat the Warriors. And, you know, after the first quarter, I'll even say it myself. I was a little scared because, you know, you shoot 8 for 10, you know, or whatever it was, 8 for 10, 8 for 11 in the first quarter. I was scared. But. You're not going to shoot, you know, over 50% the whole game from three. So I kind of trusted what they were doing. You started to see some of the role players, Harrison Barnes, Davion Mitchell, um, you know, whoever coming off Trey Lyles, coming off the bench, bricking threes like we thought they would. That's when that tempo started to change within that. So I want to see what you guys thought about that in that sense is that I know you said that 
Steve Kerr, you know, the whole the whole staff likes to go in and say these types of things. But I think that they did make the necessary adjustments in this game. And first couple of quarters, it was a little iffy. But third quarter, I thought we we started to see them pull away with that with that same game plan. Here's here's I think the thing with with this team is they usually make one adjustment every single series that just changes the entire. I think we saw it in Boston. The adjustment was probably just make Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum use their left hand. Couldn't do it. One three in a row. We didn't see it coming when Clay Thompson said, "Hey, we have to." I think we figured something out. We're going to win the next three, and I'm just like, like it's very similar to what happened in Cleveland in 2015. And I'm just sitting here like, are you fucking serious? Are, are, are you are you serious? Um, do you think that's? I do think that's what happened here because I just didn't see the dumbass threes the Warriors have been shooting all season. I didn't see 19 threes in the fourth quarter. I saw Andrew Wiggins drive it to the hole. I saw Steph Curry after he couldn't make that back-breaking three, make it a point to get to the rim, which are we ever going to talk about Steph being a great finisher at the rim? It's just never talked about. Um, Clay's never going to go to the rim, whatever. But you just watch the rest of these guys, Draymond Green, get to the hole every single time. And you're just saying to yourself, that's so much different than the team that we've watched the Warriors this entire regular season. Maybe they do have a switch. Maybe they waited until game five of the first round on the road to turn that switch. I don't know. It felt like they were – now, I mean, I don't know. They made, they made some dumb turnovers tonight. The Draymond one where he threw so it. There's a certain percentage I mean, of those we'll never, we'll never get rid of. Warriors, that's going to happen. We, we throw the ball, what was it, or, or early in the fourth quarter or midway through the fourth quarter, we throw the ball away in the half court, and then we have a ticky-tack foul. It's going to happen. Yep. We have to expect that to happen at least two, three times a game. It's going to happen. Yep. I do you think they turn do you think they flipped the switch, Sam? Yeah. I think look, man. Is what what team would you define as smarter than the Warriors? Forget like the bench. I'm talking about the main guys. The core has been through it as much as anyone. Like you you could say LeBron is a smart zone, but they don't have player. the variance, but they yeah. don't have the high level. They don't have the ceiling that the Warriors and, have. And and so the one thing that's noticeable for me is like uh, as annoying as they are, I do buy their calmness and thinking they can figure it out over a best of seven. They don't get bothered when they lose one or two. To me, the concern is like, bro, you guys are old. You know, like I'm, I'm concerned you're actually, your legs are going to fall apart. Like not like that you're going to intellectually not get there, but like, the one thing I do buy with them is like they're like we we can figure every team out pretty quickly. Yeah. No, I yeah. completely agree. And second second point I wanted to make is I'm hearing a lot of comparisons about the Kings right now, um, as far as where the Warriors were at about seven eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And my biggest you know kind of comeback to that, or what I like to tell people is that hey, I think the Kings are great and. I would even, you know, double down on what they're saying. But I'm saying if, do you believe if the Kings get one mid to star wing, are they a championship contender? No. Because in my, I definitely believe that they are. Really? I I just can't see it with Sabonis. That's the, that's the real issue for me is that you're, it's, he's not David Lee. Look, he's not David. He's a much better. We know they that. also don't have Draymond. Like the the thing that's different. He's not and, Draymond. That's the problem they have. Christian, appreciate you calling in. Um, 
Steph Curry is one of the five best players of all time. Sorry. Like, I, I'm just not hearing arguments otherwise. Offensively, he's one of the two or three best players of all time. Like, the only players you could convince me might have a bigger impact than Steph are, like, maybe Magic. You know, like that sort of thing. Maybe LeBron. That's it. Um, Draymond is going to end up going down as one of the five to eight best defensive players of all time. Uh, And that happened organically. Um, And I don't mean this in a negative way about the Kings, but like that's an unlikely scenario for any team. And honestly, the Warriors didn't even know Draymond was that good. No. And, And it just, it happened over time with him. The Warriors have a top five. You're, you're saying the Warriors have a top five offensive player of all time and a top five defensive player of all time. Yes, yes, um, they do. They do. Like, they I'm do. sorry that, that there's not much. There's not much you can say that like suggests otherwise. Like, you may not like their style. You may be like, oh, but Draymond it can't jump as high and do this thing. But like, he's anchored the best defense in the NBA for a decade. Every time he's on the floor, they win. You know. I ain't going to argue with you. The only thing oh. I think about the Kings is that um, it's one thing to be the cute team that wins a playoff series mm-hmm. or, or makes it tough for a, a true contender like the Warriors. It's another thing to take that leap. And he's right. Christian's right. They do need a wing. Kevin Herter's been awful this series. Maybe the wing is Keegan Murray, though. Um, the problem – Keegan, Keegan yeah. I, I, I actually would bet the over on Keegan being an, an all-star and being like – all star, an huh? impact player, like not next year, but like, give me another year or two. I think he he's like 29 player. years old, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm with you on Keegan. I, I love Keegan. You know, I love Keegan. You know, Keegan's my type of player. The problem is a bonus, though, dude. You're not winning, a ch- you're not winning a championship with some bonuses. You're five, you're not, yeah. So. And, and let's see, like, I, I, I'm gonna generally bet the over on the Kings, uh, but uh, there's a lot that needs to happen for them to thread that needle to be. A uh, acute 48 win team and yep. winning a NBA title. Yep. All right. Keep moving. Tanner, what's up, man? Hey. hey. Appreciate you waiting. That's dope. Oh, no yes, problem. Thank you. Guys, I cannot handle. I just got a 12 hour shift. I'm <laughs> off and then I have to handle that. I can't. I can't. I see this. I see the. Oh, yeah. The scrub's still on. Yeah. The scrub's still on. Yeah. Yeah. We're still there. So good lord. Between. I think oh, I can finally start resting and like just relax a little bit. We got like a six point lead. And then what do we do? We do two back to back take fouls. I'm thinking this is it. Well, here we go. Here it goes again. We're blowing it again. Right here it goes. And then thank God. And then Steph Curry gets that gets the pump fake, goes up for the wide open three. I'm like, oh, this is this is sealed in game way right here. And then just somehow breaks it. I'm like, that's I feel like we that's the one thing I feel like this year we're missing is those clutch like just the daggers you know we keep i feel like every time you have a dagger it's just like nope don't steph, steph missed the dagger up five and i thought the exact same thing i was like was, ooh, that was, was it that was it that's the one and um but i mean i think the play of the game honestly is wiggins wiggins fade away the little t- little mid-range fade away yeah oh my god that was like okay i could talk i could breathe a little bit I was like we're not we're not gonna choke this bad <laughs> we got we got enough but holy cow, that was the irony of, of Wiggins taking that shot out of his game in order to be a more effective player mm. and just consistently game five last season. Remember Chase Center, he had 28 points off the mid-range jumper, won the Warriors that game. Just the irony of that is, is always funny. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always so, funny. So good. And I guess one other thing I was going to point out, did any of y'all hear when, um, I think it was the first half, Jordan Poole got to the free throw line, and they were chanting, I don't know what they said, like, I think they were chanting, Draymond punched you, or Draymond, some, something about Draymond, <laughs> like, I was like, bro, what? <laughs> Come on, Sacramento. <laughs> and then he missed the free throw, but I was like, that's kind of out, <laughs> out of pocket. <laughs> Sack fans, very interesting. Very yeah. uh, let them let them be. Let them be. <laughs> they got they, look. They got one more game, and then you know everyone will. They got their cute little moment. Yeah. You gonna be working be. during game six, Tanner? Or are you gonna be? You gonna be watching? Let's see, game six. Uh, what, what's today's Friday night? Friday night. Friday 5 night. PM. I will be. I'm in. I'm in Tennessee, so I got. Um, oh wow. I'm in. It's a nine o'clock for me. The game, so I usually I can get. I get off work. I just come and watch the game. So eight. Eight. Eight, eight, Nine for me. In uh, Tennessee, Central, you're four. Yes. Yeah, no, tip off. Tip off. Tip off at five. Tip off. Oh, tip off at five. Oh, 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 shoot. <laughs> there you go. I might have to call yeah, out, yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> you let you let us know. You let us know if you're gonna be able to watch it. Otherwise, we'll we'll block spoilers for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for Appreciate sure. Appreciate you, Tanner. Hey, Warriors in six, baby. Yes, sir. Oh, with the Warriors in six at the end from Tennessee, by the way. Scaregraph Francisco up here. Light years podcast. Yes, I know. Sir, I know up, it's. I know it's past three a.m. <laughs> no, not past. It's two fifty-three because we, okay. we did. Yeah, we we don't change uh, time yeah. in the. In hey, the it's one fifty-three where I'm at. So me and you are on the same time almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On the East Coast, I'm almost on the East Coast time. But there you go. But it's really late. I'm almost asleep. But I wanted to to call in, just to say, man, uh, everyone played great. The the only one that you can say didn't play great, but because of his standards, is Steph, because he didn't hit the threes, the dagger threes, like a couple of threes, he would be four of ten. It would be a great game. He would have thirty six. But the 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 one the one person I I we have to call out is Wiggins, man. Wiggins played another great game. He's averaging almost twenty this series, and. Tonight, he only had four boards, but because Looney had 22, Looney was <laughs> absorbing everything on, on, on the defensive side. But Wiggins is back. GP2 played a great game. He had, uh, he had his legs again. And the short rotation is working, is working really, really, really well. Yeah, we didn't well. talk about GP2. Good point. We didn't talk about him at all. God, what a winner. He, he had he had some some great offensive rebounds. He cut. He had a dunk. He, he almost. He, 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 I think he that was his first dunk of the series. But like we, we're saying that at the end of the season, as as long as the grown-ups came in to play, GP two and Wiggins, Kaminga is not having the the playoffs we were hoping. But okay, not everything can go right, or they would sweep the series. But uh, this game was a great sign, and an away an away game, <laughs> away win. So everything Agreed. is everything is working on our on our side. Appreciate okay. it, Francisco. Go get some Thank sleep, you. my man. Sleep, brother. Appreciate it. Let's get Rishi up here and call it a night. Rishi, what's up, man? Hey guys, it's been a while. I uh, really just wanted to call in and shout out GP two, like Francisco did. Uh, I mean. Thank God our professional podcaster at GM had some time to make that trade. Um, you know, GPT <laughs> all these little plays that really helped win the game. 
just put back dunks, rebounds, all sorts of just little tiny things. That jump ball was incredible. Um, so I just wanted to shout out GP2. Um, and then also shout out Clutch for getting Draymond on that Braun HGH serum, whatever the hell brought him back. <laughs> um, hopefully they keep that running when they play the Lakers. Appreciate it, Rishi. Um, we got one thing to get to. Oh. Before we get out of here. That's my guy. We got one my guy, more. Big Dre. Um, Kavon has become uh, like an Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, a calm report. Uh, Draymond just reciting light years. Younger. Yeah, I was going to say, he listens to the pod. Those guys, Sean, uh, Andre, that list goes on. But those two guys in particular, that no matter what was going on, I start turning the ball over, Clay go haywire, Steph go haywire, and they will come in and just calm us down. And Vermont is that for this team. Uh, he's that stabilizing force that allows everyone else to focus on what they need to focus on. And, you know, the way he rebounds the ball is incredible. Uh, his playmaking has, has, you know, taken another step in the right direction and just continues to get better. So, you know, he's a guy who we have the ultimate um, trust in and, you know, also on, on the defensive end, uh, you know, if you get beat, he's going to be there. You know, and I, I know for me, um, when I'm on the floor with him, I'm so much more comfortable on the defensive end just because he doesn't miss any assignment. So uh, he's been that guy for us all year, last couple of years, and it's continuing. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> Nothing more left to add. The Warriors play Friday, uh, 5 p.m. Uh, we will be there, Sam. We will be there. Appreciate everyone. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com